Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined on this episode of the podcast by a straggler who you don't see around this feed very often unless it's in season. He is the disgusting trash man. Trash man, what the hell's going on, brother? Not too much. Resting up from a bouldering injury. <laughs> That's really true. Tell, tell the listeners what happened. I was uh, making a well, making a dyno move, which is basically a dynamic move, but basically jumping from one <laughs> one hold to another, and and I caught it, you know. Well, give, but, give uh, a little context. What kind of hold are we talking about here? Were you climbing up the side of a trash can or what? No, it was at the it was at the Austin Bouldering Project, a gym here in Austin, and it was uh, jump. I was jumping from. I, was, I had a, I had one hand hold, and you and you have to jump probably i don't know three feet to this double hold where you're basically clasping both your hands it's like you're holding the inside of a like half of a cylinder and you have to grab it while you're in air and then you know uh and then uh stay yourself against the wall and you know it's probably something that people who've been climbing for several years (laughs) should do um not people who have been climbing for about a month but so, hold on. So did you, I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Did you jump from like one wall to another wall or did you just jump up from one hole to another one? Like how did, what kind of jump are we talking here? It, it, it was a, um, it, it was a horizontal jump. So it's on the same wall. It's just, I was on one side of the wall and I jumped to the other basically. And, and there was, um, it's right before you hit the corner. So basically you grab this hole, you jump like three feet, um, to the left, Grab how did you how did you generate the momentum to jump whenever you're up on a wall? Did you use your feet? Yeah, you crouch and you just and you crouch and you just use your feet and just throw yourself up there. I would break my back doing that fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well, I guess I got off okay. Yeah, you know, a, little a little bit, bit of a little bit of tweaking yeah, the neck. Something I, something I should probably uh, hold off, you know, for a couple months of climbing before I. I, I try that kind of thing. No, in a couple months we'll we'll be in football season, and you won't have time. Oh, never mind. You don't do shit anyway. You'll have you'll have, you'll, have, you'll, have, you'll have plenty of time for rock climbing. A quick uh, a quick reminder: if you're listening to the podcast and you didn't hear last week, we're going to be giving away some free one year pro memberships at rosterwatch.com. Once we get up to 400 ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts, so if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, you'd like a free. One-year membership at rosterwatch.com. What is that, trash man? Is, is, is that a $40 value, $50 value, something like that? It's a great something value. Something like that. Yeah, it's free, free, free. I mean, it's like it's like uh, five cups of coffee. Yeah, so <laughs> go to uh, go to go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. We certainly appreciate it. Make sure and leave your Twitter handle, your Instagram handle, wherever it is you want us to find you if yours is chosen to be one of the winners. And um, thank you for you guys who – started giving those ratings and reviews last week we're keeping an eye on them we're moving up towards 400 and we appreciate y'all it's the great way to support the podcast if you want to do so in a way other than buying a pro membership at rosterwatch.com speaking of a pro membership at rosterwatch.com trash man i'm up to version 1.2 already of the ppr cheat sheet the epic the magical the mystical the mythical cheat sheet uh at rosterwatch.com so it for doesn't PPR exist leagues. yeah it, <laughs> it, it definitely exists but but it's it's um, 
Its majesty is what's mythical. Oh, I see. Um, I see. We'll do a couple of simulations here using version 1.2, see what Trashman thinks about that. We'll also go over the bottom five uh, running back strength of schedule spots. Uh, as I mentioned, I guess in the Monday solo podcast, we did the top five running back strength of schedules based on our early model. We'll go over the bottom five here on the strength of schedule tool for 2019 running backs available to pro members. But first, Trashman's first topic he wants to talk about some, what, first and second year players look that are kind of showing out in mini camps. Oh, do you know, but, but I, can't, I can't wait. I, I know this is players that you want to talk about, Trashman, but I can't wait to hear your thoughts on all the Byron Pringle hype coming out of coming out of Kansas City. <laughs> there are people talking about it doesn't surprise McCall Hardman who? McCall Hardman, Tyree Kill replacement who? All the talk is Byron Pringle. What the hell's happening? Well, what's happening is exactly what I thought was going to happen <laughs> when I when I was reviewing him um, was that last year? No, I, was it was Byron Pringle last? I, I I don't know. I just know that like whenever he yeah, came out, he, he was, was he like went, 20, he, went, he went he went undrafted. He was like twenty six like years undrafted, old. Under John drafted <laughs> last year. He was one of my favorite players. I mean, like just watching tape, purely watching tape. I didn't get to go to the combine. I didn't go go to the senior bowl last year, but just purely watching tape, Byron Pringle, he might've been my favorite player um, last <laughs> year. Uh, my favorite wide receiver. Byron uh, loved him at the senior bowl. Out of, out, of Can- out, of, out of Kansas state. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that he's, you know, going from Kansas state to Kansas city, not too far removed, but he was, he was amazing on tape to me. I, I, I know, I know, I guess, I guess he didn't, um, do too well at, I mean, as far as metrics go, but on tape, he was magical and he's somebody that I really loved and thought would be perform really well in the NFL. And it looks like in his second year, he might have that chance to show out on the Kansas city chiefs with arguably the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL right now. No, I, that, I don't, I'm not sure it's arguable. Patrick Mahomes is the most, I mean, no one's going to argue that. Who's, who, who are you going to argue that with? It's not Aaron Rodgers anymore. People I are talking. Mean, there's this there's this dumbass argument on Twitter talking about who the best quarterback is in the NFC North, and they're talking about it between Aaron Rodgers and Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> you, you know, I I think maybe Russell Wilson could be in that conversation if they actually threw the ball. But yeah, you know, know. Yeah. actually, Schottenheimer's saying they're going to run even more this year, so that's probably not going to happen. By- Byron Pringle, a current ADP of four hundred and thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> he's going. He's going He's going after guys like Scott Miller, Isaiah McKenzie, Braxton Berrios. Uh, well, Scott Miller's a guy I actually wanted to talk about, but yeah, are you I mean, kidding me? You want to talk about Scott Miller? <clears throat> well, I mean, it looks like, you know that slot position in Tampa Bay is one that's been underrated for the past, you know couple of years but it's one where players have been able to produce for, in fantasy and i think scott miller he's got the inside track to be the um the slot receiver there in tampa bay james loves him unbelievable i can't we're, we're gonna really talk can we can we talk more about some players that people actually give a shit about <laughs> oh I, I give a shit about him though um byron pringle scott miller these are guys <laughs> that you're gonna be able to get Late, I mean, you kind of already know who you're aiming for in the early rounds. These are guys you can, you know, catch in the later, <laughs> next to last, maybe last round of your draft. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
Look, man, I'm I'm still uh I'm still of the opinion that Chris Godwin's just gonna pick up a whole lot of that. Byron is not as into Chris Godwin. Where are you on Chris Godwin right now? With no Deshaun Jackson, um, with no Adam I, Humphreys. I mean, do you do you think that there's any like you really think that Scott Miller's gonna break off any bit of this any bit of this target share? I mean, he's just he's just so small. You know, he's like, I, what, I mean, like 170 I, pounds, and he's not—he's—he's he's, he's not even that. How, like, I don't even know how 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 fast he was, but I don't. He ran a he ran a he ran a a four three six. He ran a four three six at his pro day. Yeah. Okay, so we can probably bump that up to about a four four like two or something. <laughs> All right, but and still pretty, pretty pretty good. Uh, out of Bowling Green, still still young. And let me just I, I think so. I mean, if you looked at if you looked at production in Tampa Bay last year, I mean, there, I mean, Godwin had some monstrous games there. And, you know, like Humphreys would still have good games. Like, I think there's enough action there. And without Deshaun Jackson, I think that maybe funnels a little bit more um, to that inside inside player. I think Scott Miller could end up being I mean, and, and this is mainly for PPR formats. But I think he could be sneaky productive, even with Godwin. I think Godwin will have an uptick, but I think I think there's I think there's still action there for him. I mean, you think that running game? You think that running game is going to sustain them? No, no. no. Right, well, are are are, 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 you any, are you buying any Ronald Jones hype? Are you still interested in Peyton Barber? Like, how do you even see that happening? Your guy Bruce Anderson is one to maybe keep an eye on there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, I I like Anderson. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to give him the opportunity that he deserves, but I like him a lot. I mean, I don't know. I'm still not sold on Ronald. Y'all were telling me about Ronald Jones and how he was going to be the guy there in Tampa Bay. I still don't really believe it. And yeah, I just think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And I think that's going to, I think there's going to be um, ample um, opportunities for Miller. If he is that guy in the, in the middle. Do you do you remember anything last year from Ju- from Justin Watson out of out out, out of Penn, the wide receiver that was just such the spark athlete and the freak? He was a guy I liked from the Senior Bowl. I'm wondering if you think he could be one of these guys that steps up, maybe as like a. I mean, you don't worry. But I guess they're not probably not going to use him as as a as a slot guy. He doesn't really fit yeah. in that mold. He's, he's that's he's not really bigger. his profile. I think. I mean, Scott I think Miller. Are you kidding me? It's just. <laughs> I think I think Winston. I mean, I think for for Winston, it's just like Adam Humphreys 2.0, which isn't that good a player. No, but he he produced in fantasy. Can you believe that Adam Humphreys said that he didn't want to? That one of the reasons he didn't want to go to the New England Patriots because it was because of Tom Brady's age. How did Tom <laughs> Brady? How did Tom Brady not not say who the fuck is Adam Humphreys and why is my name having any? Why is my name in that dude's mouth at all? I Who is this maybe, idiot? I think I don't think it was an indictment on his performance. I think it was more like Brady might be out of here in a year. No, I mean I get it, but still, he needs to keep he needs to keep he needs to keep Tom Brady's name out of his mouth, dude. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Talking about the goat like this. What was Adam? What is it? What was Adam? Where did Adam, Adam Humphreys? I mean, Adam Humphreys. He's not been that productive, but I mean, he has been a double digit fantasy point. Producer, I mean, he on a per game basis last year. Can can you believe it? He scored point two points more per game over sixteen games than, than than Chris Godwin. I mean, I can believe it with as you know often as Godwin was out. 
No, no, Godwin wasn't out. Godwin last he, he year. Not, he didn't miss any games last season. Uh, let me see. Let's see. I think that there were some games he might have left early, but our 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 stats feed is showing that he played in all sixteen games. You're thinking huh. about like when the, the, the games when Mike Evans was out, that Godwin actually got a ton of volume and stuff. I think. Well, maybe he just disappeared fantasy wise. <laughs> maybe you're thinking of. Maybe you're thinking of 2017. I don't. I don't know. Well, 2017. Well, he was he, he, he was inconsistent then last season. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Chris Godwin's never been a guy he looked to for consistency. I think that that's coming though. I think that's coming. But for you, it's Scott Miller. I mean, it's not. Some? It's not Scott Miller over Godwin. I just think Miller's gonna. Miller's gonna have a role. Who Who are we gonna talk about next? Maybe Chris Conley down in Jacksonville. So I mean, Tim Tim <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim Patrick in Denver. You You know the Baltimore no. Ravens signed to signed signed Seth Roberts. You interested in that? Who the hell are you gonna talk about, man? You started out with Scott Miller. Well, actually, I was wanting to maybe go to my boy Rashad Penny over in okay. Seattle. We're getting a bunch of Rashad Penny on version 1.2 of the cheat sheet. You can get him in the ninth round right now. Yeah, and I don't. I think it. I think he might. I think he might increase. Um, I guess his ADP with Car- Chris Carson being out still. Um, Chris Carson he- doesn't come with any draft pedigree. Like I don't know. I do. I do not understand these people that are that are taking Chris Carson. Uh, like what is it like what's his ADP right now in PPR? Well, it feels I, like I it think feels it's because, like his fifth round. I think it's because he's listed highest on the depth chart right now. I would love to trade him off of all of my dynasty rosters right now for his current value. He's being taken at pick fifty five, so he's being taken uh let's see, round six starts at pick sixty. So he's being taken at pick like five point zero seven. Oh, he's going wow. he's going he's going He's going twenty picks before Lamar Miller, dude. He's going. He's going. To, he's <laughs> well, going 20. I'm not too high on Lamar Miller this season. Well, I, but would you rather have Lamar Miller at pick seventy six or Chris Carson at pick fifty five? Give me Miller every single day of the week, every day of the week. Do you don't think Deontay Foreman's going to? You've been the biggest Deontay Foreman apologist that I that I know. Yeah. You don't think he's going to? You don't think he's going to take that role this I season? Look, man, I think he's coming off an Achilles. I think that smart money is probably usually bet against those guys coming off Achilles. I, I love Deontay. I think he's going to be – if he's back to his full self, yes, he's going to – yeah, he's going to take Lamar Miller. He's, he's, he's going to take Lamar Miller's job. He's going to take his lunch pail, and he's going to take his <laughs> cornbread. All this shit. He's taking it all. But if he's not back to 100% fully healthy or they feel the need that they want to kind of ease him back in – yeah, yeah, I feel like Lamar Miller's going to get action. And look, man, I, we can't – we just – all right, let's just weigh it on one hand. So Chris Carson, you know that you're going to have a team where they've already – you know, they've already come out. I'm, I, I'm, I can't believe I can't think of his name. I'm picturing his stupid-ass face in my head. The offensive coordinator up there. Brian in, Schottenheimer. In yeah, Schottenheimer. Like, whenever you hear him come out and talk, he says they're not going to move – um, they're not going to move away from what they did last year. They're going to keep pounding the football. They're going to they're going to win like that. They're going to take their big shots off of the run action and everything. So the volume is going to be there. They're going to be one of the run heaviest teams there is, right? But yeah. Houston plays in a division that has some. I mean, the the Colts are looking like they're going to be a wide. That defense is getting better, but that is a wide open offense. It's going to lead to some lead to some really good game scripts. I'm not sure the Jacksonville defense is exactly what they used to be. We all know the the, the problems that the Tennessee Titans. Uh, defense has on 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 its back end. So maybe 
Maybe you I can tell me. I think the this. AFC South down there in Houston, they're going to be in scoring position a lot more often. Deshaun Washington's a better quarterback. When that guy stays healthy and Will Fuller's healthy, that offense really gets down in scoring position really, really often. I Has just, the I offensive think, line gotten any better? Maybe you can tell me that. I well, I mean, another year of development out of all those guys is certainly going to help. They've also they've also who, who do they they traded for at least one good player and then they drafted in the first round Titus Howard. Whenever Andre, whenever. Uh, Whenever the Eagles just traded up and sniped them of Andre Dillard, but I'm trying to think who they trade. There was at least one player besides Titus Howard who they traded for that I thought was a, a good addition to the um, to the uh, who was it? Was it Senio Kelamente or something like that? Uh, maybe Sean Trell Henderson. They, they, they've they've done a few things to help there with the offensive line, and I think it's a, a year of development for a guy like Julian Davenport. Oh no, it was, it was Matt Khalil who, who who they traded for, um, who's kind of in the twilight of twilight of his career. Right. But, um, I don't know, man. I think they're like. Here's the here's the answer. You can't get any worse. <laughs> okay. Right. Fair enough. You can't get any worse. I think a lot. I think I, I, I think that there's a lot of hope around there that that, that, that they're going to be better because you know what else could you hope for really? I mean, it feels a little bit like like grasping at straws. But so I mean, I, so you so you so you um, taking Lamar Miller? You said in the seventh round. Are you waiting? You no, know, to, no, 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 no. Taking him in the pick seventy pick seventy seventy five. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. seventh round. Yeah, so, so we're we're getting him on the cheat sheet if he falls to the end of the seventh. I mean, come on, dude. You you take a guy there because then you can take Deontay Foreman in the thirteenth round. That's where he's going. Thirteenth, yeah. fourteenth oh, wow. round, like your last pick before kickers and defense. You can get a like that's the pick where you could take you know like a Marquise Brown or a Kalen Balage or a. Or a Deontay Foreman, or you know, a, a lot of these guys are available there. I don't know. I took I took Miller in one of my leagues last year, and it it just I mean, it was a snake. It was a snake bite move. I don't know if I'm trusting him again this season. It just wasn't there. Was just wasn't enough, I guess, dynamic production for me to. And but he was still on a good enough offense where you, you felt felt like you had to keep him around. I'm taking him 20 spots after Chris Carson every time. That like I really prefer that play. I'm I'm not going I'm not using fifth round draft capital on Chris Carson. There are too many other players that going around the point in time that Chris Carson goes to where it just makes absolutely no sense to me. Like that's Who are some guys time. going in that area? Well, dude, I mean, trash man, Mark Ingram's going like after that. Mark Ingram's going yeah. after that. But like other guys going in that spot like at different positions, I mean, that's when I want to be taking like I'll take his teammate Will Fuller, right? I'll take Robbie Anderson or Chris, Christian Kirk or, you know, Dante Pettis has been – Nikhil Harry has been falling around there before, stuff like that. So, yeah, Chris Carson at his current ADP, just no interest. I think Rashad Penny's going to take his job. I hope so. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, love, I love Penny last year. You know that. He was one of my favorite running backs. Um, I, hope, I hope with this improvement that they're saying he's making, uh, a large part of that, that's in, you know – Pass blocking, because that's really where his, you know, his his one uh, detriment was. Well, was that that and that and ball security. Ball security, yeah. right? Um, but those are things that you can work on, and hope hopefully he's been working on them, I and hopefully that's part of the improvements that they're saying. You know, he's been making, but I think he's a dynamic runner. Um, even though he was coming, at, was at Fresno State, 
Um, oh, San no, Diego State. San Diego State, sorry. Um, that was a um, um, plug-and-play sort of system. Well, it, it, was, was, it was the same system that um, the Danelle Philadelphia Pumphrey. Donnell Pumphrey came from. So I know there was some fear that, you know, he was, he, he was an, uh, an artifact. His production was an artifact of that system. But I, I don't know. He looked like a dynamic runner to me. Um, and he had a 4.9, I think, yard per carry average in his first season. And he's just so much bigger. He's just yeah. so much bigger. It's like when you're that big, what are you going to, you know, like if you're that big and you're that fast and you look that good, you're just a different animal than Danelle Pumphrey, even if you are a product of the system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like Penny, and like you're saying, if you can get him that much farther back from Carson, then that's a, a, a smart move to make. What other players are you sniffing around here during OTAs? Do you want more of the Roster Watch podcast? Well, now you can have it. The Roster Watch Pro podcast is now available for pro subscribers at rosterwatch.com. All you have to do is sign up for a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. You'll get access to all pro podcasts as well as our tools for fantasy draft season like the epic and magical mystical cheat sheets, in-season tools like the matchup tool, snap counts, touches, targets, touchdown dependency, so much more. And then our DFS products, including the DFS cheat sheets for DraftKings and FanDuel, the Vegas tool, the Hyper DFS Professional Lineup Optimizer, and so much more. If you play preseason DFS, Rosterwatch Pro is for you. We'll have weekly previews of the main slates for all of our pro members. And then in season, you're going to be able to enjoy Byron Lambert's legendary trade cast, uh, the Waiver Wire podcast, uh, premium podcasts like our weekly DFS breakdown. All this, all our tools, and all the access to us that you can imagine for the lowest price in the industry. We are a nation. Join us at rosterwatch.com. Um, some other players, um, eight, well, he, he's not a first or second year player. Um, but Adrian Peterson, oh, I think trash, man. I think he's getting slept on. I mean, I know we love Darius guys, but he's coming back from the ACL. I mean, I mean, and he could be fine, but I Jay don't think Gruden just said today that Samaj P. Ryan's been the most impressive running back through camp. <laughs> Do you, are you where are you drafting Samaj P. right? <laughs> yeah, it's just that it isn't. It isn't. I mean, are we talking talking a league where we have like thirty five bench spots? <laughs> I mean, I'm taking him in my final round, man. Maybe maybe in the Sirius XM uh, in the league. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, Devontae Park is getting blown up again. This As usual, are you buying it this time, or is it, is it just more the same snake oil I mean, swindle? The only reason I might buy the little bit is like, who else are they? I mean, who else are they going to throw to? I was on the I was on a broadcast with the you know uh, Real Talk Raph from Roto Baller uh, yeah. with, at the FSGA last year or FSTA it was called last year. Or that's what it's been called every year prior to this year. And he said that he 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 says that he has. Um, He's bought so much Devontae Parker snake oil coming into come coming into every single season based on reports like this, and he just keeps it in a big vat. And he says it's just all in, all there in his house. It's over in a corner. It's got like it's too big. It's hard to move around. It's a big cumbersome <laughs> vat of this oil that he's got. <laughs> you can't you can't keep buying into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I the only and like I said, the only reason I do is because. Really, Byron says. Byron said when when he was at preseason two years ago, he says that that Devonte Parker is a fucking sports car. 
that he just like he he just wants to draft him just because it, it feels like drafting him and rolling him out there as your wide receiver three on your fantasy team feels like taking the sports car out for a spin and all 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 it's been is a complete lemon. There's something about that guy that's good in these settings, but no good when the lights turn on. Yeah, another guy who I've been looking at um, is Damian Harris there uh, in New England, the rookie from Alabama. Uh, Sony Michelle still absent from camp. And I, I don't know. I, I, that silence kind of makes me a little bit froggy to get on the Damian Harris, Damian Harris bandwagon a little bit there. Makes you a little bit what? Froggy? Froggy. What does that yeah. mean? You want to you jump on it. But you don't want to cr- crack your neck like you did on that dino move. <laughs> I didn't crack it. <laughs> I just uh, I strained it a little bit. I'm, I'm worried about Sony Michelle, man. I'm worried yeah. about him just like I'm worried about Gurley. I haven't talked to you about Gurley. What do you think yeah. about this? It seems pretty it's pretty bad. I mean, I am not shying away from Gurley and, until, until the absolute last minute. Um, even if he would plays you still well, take him at, Would you still even take him at like 1.09 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, because the, I mean, you know, what you're going to get out of them, I think, would be well, well worth that. I just don't know, man. I'm worried it's a bad. You know, they traded up to get Daryl Henderson. We all know. I mean, they 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 matched Detroit's offer sheet on on Malcolm Brown. I just I, I, I worry about it. And maybe it's just getting snake bit last year in DFS down the stretch with all the CJ Anderson nonsense. Like, I just I I don't want to put up with that on my season long team. I, you, just, I, mean, I just I just don't. You think. Do you think they're going to take him out on goal line situations? I, I, I don't know. What if what if his what if his arthro- like what if his knee is just messed up the whole time? They might just take him out in all situations. <laughs> I mean, I I really don't know. Like until I we mean, get more clarity, my like uh, my my hands are basically off. I think I don't know. I think it's a chance worth taking if you feel like you can still draft, you know, a good team, a deep team. Um, I think he's somebody worth taking that shot on. I mean, if there's anybody worth taking a shot on, it's him. The three, the, the five worst strength of schedules here for the running backs via the strength of schedule tool at rosterwatch.com on our model's first run through. We have two that were tied for the two that are tied, tied for fourth worst. Um, so to round out the five. The Los Angeles Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons both have brutal schedules, mainly the Los Angeles Chargers. They face bottom eight matchups for their first in four of their first five games with only in week four they get to play a top eight matchup at Miami does that do anything for you as far as your opinion of Melvin Gordon no you still you still love him I still love him I mean what's not to love about him his his schedule especially his schedule? For the first, his, especially for the first the first five weeks of the season I don't know I mean the Chargers have never been an offense that that had issue um scoring against good teams don't say that against ball uh, against the Denver Broncos when they refused to run Melvin Gordon the last time. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, still don't don't, I mean, like, I mean, so are you taking, are you taking Melvin Gordon over Todd Gurley? Yes. Okay. My question is, do you take David Johnson over Todd, over Melvin Gordon? That's what I'm struggling with. Like if I'm sitting there at 1.05, 
and I'm deciding between David Johnson and Melvin Gordon. That's my big struggle. I currently, right now, I still have it Melvin Gordon just because that's how the ADP has it, and I don't want to just get completely overexposed to David Johnson. I'd rather roster watch Nation have, like, you know, the same percentage of Melvin Gordon as it does David – no, well, a, a little bit more David Johnson because we're a little bit higher than consensus on David Johnson but not get too over our skis on David Johnson. But I think if it's me picking at 1.05 – I think I might take David Johnson over him. I'm not sure that that's going to be the way that our tools do it. I think In a PPR format, I definitely would. Yeah. So you would take Gordon over him? I mean, they're both great PPR assets, David Johnson and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I think just with including the strength of schedule, I think Dave Johnson gets the edge there. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I've been really considering making that move. But like I said, we're, 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 we're getting a pretty good concentration of David Johnson right now as it is just because we're higher on him than consensus. I think if we moved him up to five, we would, be, we would probably have like 35% of Roster Watch Nation owning David Johnson. Hey, um, he's not a bad player to have. The, the Atlanta Falcons uh, are tied with the Chargers as far as this one. It looks like in their first five games of the season, they'll have uh, – Three bottom eight matchups, one bottom 12 matchup, and then one middling matchup. That could be a little bit harder than anticipated here. I think the model's a little bit lower on Minnesota than it should be, as only as Minnesota is a middling matchup. We have Devontae Freeman, who they drafted two first-round offensive linemen for, who now Tevin Coleman's gone. Where are you on Devontae Freeman, and do you worry at all about the strength of schedule? I worry about the Atlanta offense, just because it seemed like for some reason they just seemed to falter uh, last season, and I'm not really certain as to why. Um, I don't know if it's a Matt Ryan thing, but I think I think Freeman's probably going to drop anyways. I, you, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, um, just because of, you know, it's a what have you done for me lately um, type of fantasy um, league and so I just don't think that he's going to be as drafted as high as he would have been in the past so I'm not afraid um, I think you're going to be able to get Devontae Freeman at a pretty good value anyway at the 3-4 turn yeah I mean it's, 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 it's crazy it's not bothering me at all I'm very bullish on Devontae Freeman um, alright the, the two that are tied for second the Houston Texans, who we already talked about. It doesn't sound like that's going to be, be, be of any interest to you. Um, what about the Oakland Raiders and Josh Jacobs? Josh bad, Jacobs. Bad, bad, bad strength of schedule. In the, in the first five weeks, they got to play Chicago. They got to play Denver. They got to play at uh, Indy, who's looking like it's going to be a tough team to run on, if not a tough team to throw on. They'll get the game at Kansas City that should have at least a high over-under in that game, but you wonder if they could get game scripted out of running the football too much in that one if they're having to play catch-up with the Chiefs. And then at Minnesota, uh, who I mentioned earlier, is, is showing as a middling matchup here via the strength of schedule model, but I think it might be a little – just going to Minnesota and playing against that defense is never easy. What Does that do anything for you about Josh Jacobs when we're just – we don't want these things in the very middle to bog down the way we think about these players or get caught up in the minutiae. But when we talk about the top five best schedules and the bottom five worst schedules, I feel like looking at those end of the tails of the distribution is sometimes important. Does it bother you with Josh Jacobs at all? It, what bothers me with Josh Jacobs is, is that 
Jalen Rashard and DeAndre Washington. Oh, stop it, trash man. I I think I still I still think they're gonna um potentially get third down action there. And it could be the kind of situation I like the Raiders offense, the big question mark to me right now. I know they have Antonio Brown, but I I don't know. Maybe maybe they play from behind a lot. Maybe they have to use those third down backs more than they would otherwise. I just there are a lot of variables there for me that I'm just not sure about. So I'm, I mean, and that's kind of why I'm, and well, and just adding to this, the strength of schedule aspect, I just, there's just a lot of variables there that I'm just not certain about. One, one, one question. One thing that I continue struggling with immensely here on the cheat sheet, two guys that are back to back, Josh Jacobs or Derek Henry. Derek Henry. For sure. I think so. Um, all right, and then finally, the worst strength of schedule as far as opposing running backs in the National Football League looks to be the uh, which is kind of which which is weird because game script has been taken into consideration, and you figure that they'll be up on a lot of these teams, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, I know you love Damian Williams. Are you bu- first? Are you buying into him completely at this point, or? God, I mean, they, just look at the first seven weeks of the, of, 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 of the season. At Jacksonville, bottom eight matchup. At Oakland, which is a top eight matchup, so that'll be good. At Baltimore, bottom 12 matchup. At Detroit, bottom eight matchup. Indy should be, uh, as far as the run, like we said, the defense shouldn't be that good all the way around, but they should, they, they're looking to be stout against the run based on all of our models. Probably a bottom 12-ish matchup, week five. At Houston, a bottom eight matchup. And then at Denver, a bottom eight matchup, week seven. That is a brutal schedule to start the season for Damian Williams. They also drafted James Williams. They drafted Darwin Thompson. Carlos Hyde is still in the fold there. What's your outlook? Are you, you mean Daryl Williams? Daryl Williams. They, they drafted James Williams from Washington State. They, but, yeah, they do, still have, they do still have Darryl Williams. They do still have Carlos Hyde still on the roster, right? Yeah, yeah, Darwin so, Thompson. And Darwin Thompson out of, out of Utah State. So um, a little crowded, but they did semi-commit to Damian Williams for at least the next couple of years via the money they gave him and the, their public statements. They've also have last year's tape. Didn't they give Carlos Hyde H- Car- – isn't Carlos Hyde making more money than Damian Williams? I don't think so. That's the, no. Carlos Hyde can't be making more money than Damian Williams. I can look up both their contracts here if you want, but that's 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 cockamamie to me. I think Damian, that Damian Williams is making. Let's see. So it's two years. Um, Five point one million. Carlos Hyde. I mean, if he if Carlos Hyde's making more than two point five a year, I'll, I would be very surprised. Carlos Hyde, one year, two point eight, with a one point four million base salary, eight eight hundred thousand dollar bonus. So, so what guaranteed of like two point two? So, I mean, they, they are being paid on similar scales, but it is only a one year deal for Carlos Hyde, where it's a two year deal for Damian Williams. Yeah. I mean, I think the great equalizer, equalizer there is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think defenses are just going to 
have to be have have to, have to be honest and they're gonna have to be back on their heels. I mean, yeah, it, it's a good situation for running backs. That's why that that's why when we look at just the personnel alone, even though we take game script into consideration for this, it's like you don't really take it. You can take it with a little more grain of salt with this one, even though it's this on the far end of the distribution curve. Yeah, and Damian Williams, he's a good pass catcher, so I think he's going to be involved in that aspect of the game too. So it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. Are you are, are you confident in Damian Williams? Do you like him more than Leonard Fournette and Devontae Freeman coming into this season? Um, in PPR format. Yes, I'm ta- I'm talking PPR here. This is a PPR discussion. Um, I yes, more than Fournette. Freeman, you know, it's 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 still up in the air for me. It's there's I, I I can't tell, but I would I would lean Freeman there. The 2019 Rosterwatch cheat sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy football players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. It's magical. It's mystical. It's mythical. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet only at rosterwatch.com. Let's go to the let's go to the PPR cheat sheet here, version 1.2, and run a quick simulation. Trash me. What which spot do you want me drafting out of? Let's pick from the two. All right, from the two hole. Three wide receivers, 12-team league. One flex spot, seven bench spots, 1.2 PPR. Version two of 1.2 here in my uh, updated simulation. First pick, we're going to take Alvin Kamara. Now let's see who's available to us here at the – at the two, three turn a little bit later in the off season. If we get word that Zeke Elliott's not going to face any sort of discipline, it could be Zeke Elliott that we're taking there in that spot. I don't I, think they are. I just, I want, I want definitive word. I don't mm. want to deal with that for the first couple of weeks. Um, Mike Evans pick two eleven falls to us. Um, then at pick 3.2, I don't think we can pass up Nick Chubb here. So we start out Alvin Kamara Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, love that start. I think it's a good one. Um, Derrick Henry falls to us at pick 411. Love I like to see, that. Love, love to see that. And then Sammy Watkins at pick 5.2. I mean, as much as we're talking yeah. about Byron Pringles and these shitheads of the world, Sammy Watkins is still better than all those guys. Um, you can say help. The end of the sixth round, we get Mark Ingram. Then at the beginning of the seventh round, we get one Mr. William Fuller. So a really, really well, really, really well-rounded team so far via the cheat sheet. Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, wide receivers, Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, and Will Fuller. As usual, man, Lamar Miller falls to us here at the end of the eighth. What the hell? We got to take him. Uh, and then Jared Cook here at the beginning of the ninth. Uh, he was excellent last year. He can only probably get better. With, with Drew Brees. So we already have all of our starting positions, including our flex, filled out. And the cheat sheet, the epic, the mystical, the magical, is going to be take, telling us to take wide receiver here. One of Trash Man's favorites, Deshaun Hamilton, available to us here at pick 10-11. Yeah, don't like know what's going to happen with Emmanuel Sanders over there. 
Kyler Murray available at pick 11 too. So we're going to get so much of Kyler Murray if he's still going around there. If he busts and he fails, it's not like we used a high pick on him. Just the upside is the upside is just so tantalizing. Here at the end of the 12th round, Jalen Samuels. What happens if he ends up splitting a lot of the time with James Conner? It seems like that's the way things could certainly be heading. Uh, we'll take our sort of backup tight end here and Chris Herndon in case, you know, Jared Cook falls off a cliff. I like well, the sounds I, of that. I, I, don't, I don't like taking backup tight ends, but that's why I don't know. No, it's, 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 the cheat sheet had him so much higher than anybody else. And then with the last pick here, we basically have our choice. Lamar Jackson is a backup QB. Kalen Balage or maybe Albert Wilson. Uh, any of those guys that you – I think maybe Kalen Balage. Or, I, actually like, I actually like Wilson. Um, okay. He's, that's kind of weird. We've, we've, we've never really gotten him here, so let's just take him. All right, trash man. Uh, this second simulation using the cheat sheet and not breaking any of the rules because when you break the rules, you bastardize the cheat sheet and you ruin its magical mystery. Quarterback, Kyler Murray, running backs, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Lamar Miller, Jalen Samuels. The wide receivers are Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, Will Fuller, Deshaun Hamilton, and Albert Wilson. The tight ends are Jared Cook and Chris Herndon. Trash man, one word and one word only to describe that team drafted by 1.2 of the PPR cheat sheet. Dynamic. There you go. That, that, all right, so that, that'll be the podcast. The kind of dynamic move that won't get your neck tweaked. <laughs>